What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Heart to Heart. Michael Rowan here and Stephanie Rowan, my beautiful wife, and we are so glad that you guys have joined us before we even get going. Take a few moments, tell them what to do. Yes, if you are on Facebook Live right now, click the share button, maybe even host a watch party, invite your friends, but most importantly, love it, like it, heart it. Love it, like it, heart it. There are so many different ways uh, after even tonight that you can catch up. We are on Roku TV. We are on YouTube. We are on iTunes. And so, so many ways that you can get this uh, presentation and this message and this program out there uh, to all your family, all your friends, and people that need to hear it. But we are in a relationship series right now. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback. It's just been awesome to hear all the people that talk to us, the testimonies and people saying, man, that's just really, really helped me. Thanks for spitting out all that truth. And so uh, we're, we're going to pick up. Uh, right now we're talking about how to pick the right partner. And in week one, we talked about what? We talked about the two myths that people sometimes think when they're choosing their spouse. Yeah, and they were real quick that God chooses your partner for you. That's a myth. Yeah. Uh, he gives us free choice. He definitely guides, teaches us in his word who we should and shouldn't, should and shouldn't marry, shouldn't, 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 shouldn't marry. Uh, and he also gives us a lot of great, uh, but he's not going to choose your partner for you. And then the second myth was that there's only one person in the entire planet out there for you. That's just simply not true. Last week, in part two, we talked about non-negotiables. We talked about there are things in the Word of God. Uh, and we could have talked about hundreds, but there are two that the Bible clearly says you cannot ignore when you're choosing a life mate, right? Mm -hmm. So the first one was that you had to have spiritual compatibility. And uh, we won't go through all the scriptures and things like that. Uh, Make sure you replay it or go back last week and watch it. It's just called the two non-negotiables. But you have to have spiritual compatibility. Uh, And then the second was you have to have uh, a life purpose compatibility. you got to be moving in the same direction. Uh, and, and we have a lot of people in our culture today in 2019 that they'll follow their heart. Uh, they, they, what, they gravitate to the romance and all those things like that. Why don't people think clearly when what happens? Hormones happen. <laughs> they just really logic and reason. It goes and wisdom, out the window. That's it. Man, all a dude's got to do is be a little buff. Girl could be a little curvy. And it's like, well, I, I really want to. I've had so many women come to me and say, I'm just really praying, Pastor Michael, for God's will for my life. And the first hot dude that comes along, they're like, is his name Will? Because he is, he is God's will for me. So we talked about those things. You have to be moving in the right direction. You have to be spiritually compatible. Because the bottom line, uh, before we get into tonight's message is, How could you commit your life to somebody? How could you promise and give a covenant to spend the rest of your life with someone who rejects the very most important thing in your life? You can't do it. And if you do, there's going to be lots of heartache, heartbreak, and sadness in your marriage. You can overcome, but why would you even want to set yourself up for that? So that's what we talked about the last two weeks. Tonight, we're picking up uh, with negotiables. These are some yeah. things, right? I uh, love this part. <laughs> this, this is where you decide how much pain <laughs> you want to endure. How much a heartache, how, <laughs> how much, much battling. How much strife. So the things we're talking how about. How much a leave. Yes. What I have to, in, to digest in a day. How many doors are you going to have to buy from the slamming of the doors? Oh. Um, no, this is, this is really, um, I love this topic and I love this, this section because 
you know, this is things where God doesn't necessarily give um, advice on these things because, you know, he's got his two non-negotiables, which we gave you, which by the way, if you've had a history of like really bad relationships, I know there was like a period in my life where I would like gave up on men because I was like, I'm horrible. I am horrible at picking men. Like, you know, like the almonds suck. You know, can I say that? I thought that for the longest time because I was not thinking clearly. I was not choosing the right type of men to date. And then one day I thought clearly. Talk about it. And I Talk made about it. the best decision Hallelujah. of my life. Woo! And I had two non-negotiables here. Now we we had these these um these negotiables that we're talking about tonight. <laughs> we might have we, we might have we might have maybe paid more attention to them yeah. when we were dating. Because there's there's been a oh. you know, the the biggest um, arguments I think we've had in our marriage have been dogs. Well, Okay, I wouldn't go in there yet, but I was, oh. I was gonna say the <laughs> not dogs at all. The, the negotiable things, the things where it's not necessarily right or wrong, but it's really how much do you want to put up with? Like that's dogs. No, that's for us. It's dogs. Like a hundred percent. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll get to like that. Like the I'm Bible sure. doesn't say you have to marry someone who likes dogs. Right. That's a negotiable thing. We'll get there anyway. Yeah. But so anyway, tonight we're going to talk about the things. God doesn't doesn't address them. Uh, they're not make or break like the non-negotiables, but there are definitely things that you should consider, uh, even yeah. though it's not in the Bible. Uh, it it helps to to have a lot of wisdom and knowing uh, what's going on. So first thing that is negotiable tonight is, uh, are you even compatible? Uh, there are certain things that are going to determine whether or not you're compatible. Uh, you want to find someone that you have things in common with, yeah. that's for sure. Now again, there are certain things that we don't have in common, and we have a wonderful marriage. But I'm just saying, you might look at this a little deeper than just what they look like, what they drive, how much money they have. Because yeah. uh, here's the thing, guys. Beauty can fade. And yeah, will. It can. Beauty can fade. It will. It will. <laughs> um, money comes and goes. She's in denial, everybody. It's fading. I meant. It's not I for meant, you. I meant your beauty. Oh. It stays. It's oh. not diminished. Woo, it's getting deep in here. No. <laughs> money comes and goes. All the things that you, I think, are most attracted to at the beginning. Oh, this person's attractive Ooh, this person has a good job i'm telling you jobs can come and go money can come and go but that's a, you know does uh, it interrupt you real quick that's that's eros love right uh, you know agape love is a godly love that's the kind of love that you want to have in a relationship eros love is uh, love for a thing and it's very selfish so if i love someone because they have money and then they go broke then the love is gone yeah you know if i love someone because they're very attractive or they're fit what happens if they gain weight Am I not going to love them anymore? And so that's that's people. what we're talking about with the things like this. So and you so, gotta, I had to look through this handsome facade. <laughs> I had to look in here in the heart. And, and and see one that that he loved the Lord, that we were equally yoked, that two we had you know the same vision for our future. And then I probably should have continued to look a little deeper because there's, there's some ugly stuff in there. <laughs> so I'm advising all of you right now. Uh, Look a little deeper. Look, look pretty deep in in the compatibility. Not not whether they're a believer. Not whether you have the same um, you know vision for your life. But how compatible are you going to be on a daily basis? The the things you like to do, um, the activities, the. <laughs> 
the time you're going to spend your entire life with this person, so you want to have some compatibility. Right. But let's talk about some of the things that have to do with compatibility. Let's take, for instance, one is ambitious. Mm -hmm. Let's say one is ambitious and one is not so ambitious. I'm just telling you right now, there's going to be problems. Yeah. Uh, we know people where one in the marriage is super, super ambitious. They're a go-getter. They get things done. And the other one just kind of, I don't know. Coast. Coasts along, drags their feet. Well, it, can, it can make the ambitious one, I think, a little bit resentful. They feel like they're the ones doing all the work. They're, they're the carrying one, they're, the whole they're thing. They're carrying the whole weight. And, you know, it can cause a lot of um, disagreements, a lot of, you know, the person that's super ambitious maybe starts to lose respect for... Yeah, but that's I, ne but it is negotiable, and that's why we're talking about this yeah. An ambitious person has to decide if they're dating someone that is not quite as much a, a go-getter. Okay, am I willing to... I mean, it's negotiable, but am I willing to, to have a lifelong relationship with someone who doesn't seem to be as driven as me? Yeah. Uh, here's another one, intelligence. You know, I mean, <laughs> this girl here is a brainiac. I mean, she's never had anything less than an A plus in her entire life. And she was valedictorian of a graduating class of tons of people. She's got a master's degree. Uh, I've got a bachelor's degree and I've got a, uh, what else do I have? I got another bachelor's degree. You have two? I have two. No, wait, I have a, <laughs> I have a diploma. <laughs> See how we're talking about intelligence? <laughs> I have a high school diploma, and then I have a bachelor's degree. But you know what, guys? If you're not equally yoked on intelligence, you would just laugh a lot. It's, it's negotiable. <laughs> Did you just slam me? I think you might. See, I say this all the time. She's book smarts. I'm street smarts. I got street smarts, folk. But she got, she's got books. No, anyway, she's incredibly intelligent. Well, I'm thinking think about this. We joke a little bit, but if someone that's incredibly intelligent hooks up with somebody dumb... <laughs> I mean, I mean, what are you going to talk about? Are you going to have intelligent conversations? It's the, it's negotiable. Uh, expected roles in marriage. Uh -huh. These are negotiable. It's not a make or break. But uh, if there's dudes out there that are like, I just want her to be this and this and this. I just want her to cook and clean and and give me babies and da da da. And I'll do that. And I'll go do whatever I want. Uh, you know, you guys better have some serious discussions out there about expectations yes. in marriage. Like I had a friend in college and she got married pretty like right out of college and they didn't have a lot of these conversations that they probably should have had about, you know, what they wanted, their expectations for the marriage and they never had the discussion about kids. And she wanted kids, wanted a big family, wanted lots of kids and he didn't. So about six years into their marriage when... You know, it was kind of that, like, everybody, start, that everybody starts asking, when are you going to have kids? You know, she really wanted it, and he was like, I never I never wanted kids. I don't want... So, it was a, a lot. They fought for about two years. They ended up getting divorced because they didn't take the time to talk about it when they were dating. Right. And we did. We did. Uh, we're, we're a good example of that. You know, uh, Stephanie doesn't have any children. I have two children. And when we were dating, that was a serious topic of discussion while we were dating. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, don't plan on going down that road again. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, she had always wanted children. And so, uh, obviously, we're married. We have a wonderful marriage. Yes. But she had to say, okay, am I willing to enter into a relationship with Michael you know, knowing that I'm not going to have children. Yeah. And I had to enter that, you know, knowing it was, it was definitely a hard, 
I know when we were dating, it, it was a hard period because you had I, moments since then. Even. I really had to think hard because I had always wanted to have kids of my own, but I had such a, a deeper love for him and for the marriage that we could have and the ministry that we could have. And there was lots of times where, and, and if you, you have that decision, you, you have to make that decision. Don't make it thinking like, oh, I'll change him. You know, like I'll change him and he'll, you know, change and be this other thing that I can have. Like I had to really decide. And then when you, when you make that decision, when I made the decision, you know what, I'm going to marry this man knowing that I will never be able to have kids of my own. Then, you know, don't, don't be, don't throw it in their face. You know, when you make that decision. Don't resent that person later. Yeah. If you make the decision to take on something that could be painful by um, a non-negotiable or a negotiable, I mean, then, you know, you made that decision. So live with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's another one. Uh, family background. Because when mm. you marry somebody, listen, families are merging too. Yeah. It's not just two people together. You're merging families together. How was that person raised? You guys better Google some folks. <laughs> you know, there's information that you need to know. I was raised a certain way. You were raised a certain way. When we come together in marriage, how do you deal with conflict? Because that person's not going to change overnight. You were raised a certain way your whole life. I was raised a certain way. And when you get married, you know, they're negotiable things that you're going to have to, you know, you pick your battles, you, 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 you take a few battles, you, you concede the white flag in a few battles, but we were raised differently. And, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're a few years apart, not much, just a little teensy-weensy, but, you know, it's not that much. But, uh, but you know, we, we brought our families together. How are the families going to get along, right? In all of this, guys, what we're talking about, um, you know, are the negotiable things. So it's, especially when you're picking someone and you're dating and you're learning about them, you're setting yourself up for your future. So we're just telling you on all these topics, we're going to cover a lot of them, but just think about, you know, if they're completely opposite of you or you're not compatible on a certain issue, you really got to think long and hard with, I'm going to have this thing in our marriage, you know, for the rest of our life. People can change. They don't always change. And typically the things we're talking about, most people don't change on these things. And so we're just saying when you're making a choice, whatever we talk about tonight, we're not saying it's right or wrong. We're just saying you got to choose for yourself how much you want to put up with. you got to balance these things out. And again, last week we talked about the, the non-negotiables. So those, yeah. are, those are deal breakers. These aren't deal breakers, but like you say, uh, it's... <laughs> There's going to be, are you going to have joy and vitality in your marriage? Or because you did enter into a relationship where you were different in a lot of different ways, you're, there's, you know, there's going to be times of tension and, and yeah. there's going to be times where you have to bend. And we'll talk about that in a second. I really want to discuss this one, especially since a lot of single people are watching this and sharing it. Yeah. But let's talk about sexual compatibility mm. because a lot of. <laughs> mm. A lot of people. Like, mm. uh, a lot of people, especially guys. Yes. Hey, well, you know, I, I would never buy a car unless I could test drive it out, you know, and see what it is, and you know, I, I got to see what that person's like in bed. There's a Greek word for that, and it's baloney. Okay. And let me tell you guys why. Uh, if you know anything about sociology, uh, if you know anything about science. Uh, there are 50 studies that have been done in America on this issue. This is going to blow your mind. Uh, every single one, not one, not 15, not 25, over 50 studies have shown 
that premarital sex in a relationship increases the likelihood of divorce. All of them, not some of them, all of them increase the likelihood of divorce. Uh, now again, it doesn't mean you're going to get a divorce. Again, I, I, there's God's grace. He covers multitudes of sins and he makes wrongs and turns around and makes them right. Uh, you can have an incredible marriage. We're just showing you statistically that there's not a single study that's ever been done that shows that premarital sex makes a relationship better. As a matter of fact, uh, every one of them have shown that the likelihood of divorce uh, is huge. It, 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 and so these are things that you have to discuss with someone that you're in a relationship with. Uh, you say, well, uh, how do I discover whether my partner and I have the same approach to sex if we don't have sex? You, 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 you study one another. You have conversations. Discussion. You can talk about it. You can talk about sex without having the sex. Come on. Uh, you, could, you could hold hands. You could hug. You could kiss. Uh, there are some people that they're, they're not, uh, you know, big fans of physical touch. Yeah. And they, they wince. And, they, you know, if, I'm, if I was dating you and every time I tried to kiss you, you're like, you know, you tensed up. Or every time I hug you, you're like, Ugh, you know, it was like a porcupine. Then I would have to say to myself, do I want to marry a porcupine? <laughs> right? Right. You, you have to ask yourself, do, do I, I, that's a negotiable, but you know me, I'm a touchy, feely, huggy, and, and she is with me, obviously, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm an affectionate person. I, I, I cried all kinds of things. I cried, I told her I flew home from uh, Reno and I was crying on the plane because I was watching a movie. I'm an emotional person. She is not as emotional as me. That was a negotiable for us. Talk about that for a second, about how we are built very much differently there. But it, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a deal breaker. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it caused a few. <laughs> he wanted me to be so emotional when we were dating. He wanted to be all lovey-dovey. He did. He wanted, like, I just wasn't, I mean, I'm, I'm better now, but that wasn't one of my love languages. Um, if you don't know about love languages, get the book. It's amazing. You'll find out, you know, ways that you feel love, ways that you give love, ways that you Physical receive. touch. Acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, uh, gifts, you know all these kind of things that of how everybody loves in different ways and receives yeah. love in different ways. And he is very much physical touch, physical touch, like everything was physical touch, physical touch, hug, <laughs> holding hands. And I was just like, that's I'm more gifts, I guess. Like when I show love, I'm a huge gift giver. I love giving gifts. My birthday is coming up. It is. Um, but I moved more to physical touch now. Gifts is like not yeah. one. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> but, you can shift to love language. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, just know this. Minor differences require minor adjustments. Major differences require major adjustments. And this is huge. Listen to me. If you're watching tonight, every difference you have with your spouse is going to require an adjustment. Every single one. Uh, if you ever went to the chiropractor and sometimes they're like, oh, you're a little bit out of alignment. And sometimes they're like, man, you are way out of alignment. And it takes a lot more. Sometimes it's one visit at the chiropractor's plenty. Sometimes he's like, I need to see you a couple more times. Same way with a car. It gets out of alignment, right? Uh, and so if you uh, go in and, uh, and this has happened to me several times, my two back tires were just completely bald and it was because they were rubbing and the guy's like oh you're way out of alignment so it, it burned up your tires a lot quicker it's the same way in marriage you don't want to burn up your marriage you don't want to be out of alignment in your marriage and so these are things that you have to discuss and like she said she called it how much pain how much stress how much agony but i'm saying how much are you willing to adjust 
if you're with someone and you know we got a few negotiable things we have to that's not we can overcome and if you've got a lot then understand a marriage is constantly every day right mm -hmm. making adjustments every single day uh, tell me we've had to make several adjustments just in the next few days because I'm traveling a lot and uh, tell me all the oh, things yeah. let's talk about these dogs these dogs <laughs> all right well okay Hmm. I love dogs. I love all animals. Huge dog fan. And when we were dating, I had three very large dogs. He knew I had three very large dogs. He knew they slept in the bed. He <laughs> knew how much of a dog lover I was. Nope. That's inaccurate. I did not. I knew you loved animals. I was not aware of the level of love that you have for animals, which is really way up there. So, so anyway, so he is not as big a dog lover as I am. And now we have four, four dogs. 200 pounds, <laughs> 130 pounds, almost 70 pounds, and almost 50 pounds. Folks, we don't have a few, a few dogs running around. We have a kennel in our home. Yeah. Well, so Michael wanted to get a new backyard put in. And so we got a new uh, backyard put in of grass. And the grass guy said, you, you can't <laughs> walk on the grass for four weeks. We have four dogs. That like to go potty multiple times a day. So, so now we can't just let the let them out in the backyard. Well, now this is um, four <laughs> dogs being walked at least four times a day. At there's, least. And you can't walk them all together. No, there's two. It's two. So it's a double walk. You got to walk two and then come back and walk it again. Well, you have what? Over 400 pounds of animals that would be dragging you down the street. So you got to so, split it. This is where you pick your heart. Needless to say, the timing of all of this was amazing because <laughs> Michael is home the next three weeks, about three days. Now this is going to sound like <laughs> I devised this master plan but i did not they're just their ministry trips and then uh, going to see family and so it, but it, the way it landed was <laughs> that i have to do a bazillion dog walks over the next three weeks while he is traveling the world <laughs> and it's been fun so far especially when the dogs get a little uh i don't want to say that word uh, they let's just say when they get a really uh uh, <laughs> In, intestinally challenged. Yeah, intestinally challenged. So then she's you're, you're doing the ministry, you're doing the finances, you're cleaning the house, taking care of our home. Training clients. Training clients and her personal uh, training uh, that she does. There's a lot going on. And so, uh, you know, you, you have to... <laughs> There's a lot of give and take, even in our own. And so we're trying to tell you guys, this is not something we're like, hey guys, you know, you need to do this. You know, we have to do this a lot. Uh, and so uh, there's there's adjustments, always, always, always. And I think a lot of problems in marriages is because some are not willing to make adjustments. That's true. Um, we've got some friends, and uh, they different ones have different habits, and you know. <laughs> Y'all go out and everything, and then one gets to the other and says, man, they're doing this and they're doing this, and the other one's saying they're doing this and they're doing this. And, you know, we come home, we're like, my goodness, man, they need to make some adjustments. And Because if you don't, I'm telling you, it's going to build up and build up and build up and build up. Uh, and it's and it, it can be detrimental to a relationship. Uh, and so when you're making adjustments, I think one of the main things people have to remember is don't always wait for that person to change. 
you know, in, in our marriage, maybe I need to be the change sometimes. I don't need to wait for you to change. Sometimes I need to be the change. Uh, and I'll say this to you single folks. If you're not willing to make adjustments, mm-hmm. then don't get married. Yeah. Don't get married. If you're not willing to overlook things, if you're not willing to give and take, because it's what marriage is all about. Say, well, there's, I don't want to have to deal with pain and, and stress. and, and all. Well, then don't get don't married get, yeah. because that's what you're going to face. You're going to not. We don't always agree. We don't always see eye to eye. And you've heard me say this before, uh, many of you that have watched some of our marriage stuff. We don't always see eye to eye, but we have made a commitment to walk hand in hand. And so, uh, you know, I think, I think, I'm trying to think is what are some other areas where we are just, because in the beginning, folks, we could not have been more opposite. Uh, there were a lot of things that we had to, you know, to sift Over, through. To overcome. But I think, I think luckily as we've grown, we have way, I think just the more you're with someone, I don't know, they rub off on you, you know? And so... <laughs> He's kind of rubbed off on me the last few years. <laughs> in some ways, really, really good, I think. Yeah, and some. Um, <laughs> you know, he's very outgoing. I was very introverted, very shy, and he's helped me kind of grow into that. We love movies. We love um, working out. There's so many things that we love doing together. So the the good things that we do have that are, like, very compatible, they, they over, they outweigh, you know, kind of the things that we're not like 100% compatible on. Can I say this? I think we have a fantastic marriage because we both have a high tolerance for pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's okay to say, right? Yeah, absolutely. And our love for each other, uh, like she said a moment ago, is greater than the pain that we endure. My love for you and my commitment to you it far outweighs the things that may annoy me at times or may annoy you about me. Yeah. But if you are a high stress individual and you really just don't like conflict or discussion or possible, I don't even like the fight because it doesn't have to be a fight, but just, just, you know, tension, then if you're not compatible on the major things in your life, then just walk away. Don't date that person anymore. If you are a person where that, you know what, you, you like kind of confrontation. I kind of, I mean, I don't mind confrontation with him. I don't mind pain. I don't like talking things. We don't seek it out, no, but, but we're not afraid of it either. No, that's the thing. Like we're, we like to, to have, you know, I don't know, not disagreements, but we like to, I should have been a lawyer, you know, like I like to talk. I like to discuss. I like to, you know, dissect it. And yeah. And so not there debate was, it so much, but, but there are a lot of the things that could cause other couples a lot of tension. I think we just know how to get through them where we don't have to give up on the things we both love. We get through them very, very quickly. Neither of us like to lose. <laughs> Neither of us like to lose an argument. And so, but even when we do, I think we I think we overcome it very, very quickly. Let me say this before we're done tonight. And uh, I've discovered this and, uh, and you should learn from this. The best marriages and the worst marriages are the ones that have the greatest differences literally. And the reason why is because it all depends on how you deal with those differences. If you have it's, the greatest marriages have allowed those, those negotiables, uh, you know, and the differences they have, it's caused them to grow. They've overcome them. So even though there's been, uh, you know, a lot of differences, it's helped them grow. Some of the worst marriages, they've not allowed the differences to allow them to grow. Yeah. They've allowed it to tear them apart. 
And so we hope that this has helped you guys. Uh, it's a lot to think about when you're dating someone. And that's what this oh, is. It's, it's, but people don't, are, they, 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 they move too fast. They move too fast. They, they don't think clearly. They, um, they go on emotion and on feeling rather than thinking. And so that's kind of what we're talking, what we've been talking about. If you miss any of our episodes on this topic, please go oh, back. Retrace. Yeah, retrace on YouTube or Micro One Ministries on our, either of our Facebook pages. iTunes. The podcast, if you're driving, you just want to listen to us. Uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast, Heart to Heart. You can play it in your car during your workouts. Um, you know, when you're doing housework, something, and just listen to us and go back if you're single, especially to listen to this series on how to pick the right partner. These are all things that if you follow them and you really think about who you're dating and the potential you could have for a future, you know, you could make better decisions and have a very healthy, successful marriage. Absolutely. And we come uh, from the place of we have both been uh, in relationships that did not work and now we're in a marriage that is incredible and so we come from a different perspective again we're not just giving you our opinions you've mm -hmm. heard us based on the authority of God's word as well but we've learned a lot we've learned a lot uh, of things over the years on here things that will really really help and these are the things that will enhance and these are the things that could really really be detrimental uh, to a covenant uh, in marriage. Yeah. So anyway, make sure that you share tonight. Go back, see all the other ones. Uh, we're going to be back next week. And man, we're just so excited that you guys would come and hang with us for about 30 minutes every Wednesday night. Hey, let us bless you before we're done tonight. Put your hands out like this. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you strength. May he cover you with his name the name of Jesus. And Father, we add a definite blessing in to all our single folks out there as they're looking for that perfect someone, as they're looking for that mate, that partner, that best friend for life. Help them to understand the things that are myths. Help them to understand the things that are non-negotiable. And Father, help them to understand that even though there's differences in a relationship, it can make that marriage stronger and stronger and stronger each day. We bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we love you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.